0: Hello and welcome to What's Art. Today I'm eager to be speaking with Michael Moskaliuk. He is a musician, composer, and multidisciplinary artist who will be sharing his insight on his music making process as well as the relevance of art and music in the present day. So Michael, to get a better understanding of your career and experience with music, let's go back to the start. Yeah,
1: sure. So um, my personal background, I suppose when I look back, when I was um, in high school, I um, was just watching uh, watching movies, shows, as usual, books, and I realized all of these things had a common element, which is storytelling. Uh, even talking about plays and such, I mean, you have characters that have these uh, kind of gripping, uh, you know, things they deal with, um, with the other characters around them and their environment. And there's something really fun um, and alluring to making a story of your own.
0: That's so true. It's, I I would always hear also when I was like growing up and watching TV and movies and stuff like that, wow, the music is so important because it it kind of like drives the emotion effect. And also it reminds me of Tom and Jerry where they didn't speak, there was no dialogue, but the music always it was the dialogue
1: oh, absolutely. you make a really good point, yeah, now that I remember you're right, they do not speak at all your the music was the um you know the cue when when something happened and and yeah. whatnot
0: and obviously so that's where it goes with hand in hand with the visuals and and the sound because. If they were shocked, you could see that on their expression and the music. Indeed. Um, what does art mean to you?
1: Art. Um, so personally, I feel like art still is um, one of many ways of getting uh, an idea across. And, and more than just that as well, um, because art can be, you know, an idea, can be a physical thing, can be a feeling... I like to think sometimes that um we as people are filters in a sort of way to where we kind of, you know, filter our environment, our surroundings, our experiences internally through this uh, filter of ourselves, what we've been through in life. I really don't think that any one person has the same unique outlook on life as next
0: how did you define your personal style in of sound
1: instead of going for a specific style it just kind of comes from within i would say um man think of like an orchestra almost um but with a little bit different instruments so synthesizers are the main instrument that i use almost like a an unorthodox kind of orchestra, if you will, because I still love a lot of classic uh, things of, of orchestra. So melody, you know, arpeggiation, different types of, uh, of techniques you'd use in an orchestra to compose. I use in my work. Um, so that is what I would kind of liken it to. Electronic music was a bit of a mystery to me. Didn't really know how. Um, people made these sounds that you hear that really don't have like a a violin for example yeah. you can tie it to you know the uh the the strings the uh, the bow and you kind of have this visual but for um some sounds some electronic sounds they're kind of just these you know masses with no form and and i just always uh, uh i i never knew how they were made and so for some reason I started looking this up, come to find out that there are these keyboards from the 70s, 80s, and um they all look different, sounded different, and I was just completely enamored with it and um just went down this this huge rabbit hole, which I think I'm still on 10 years later, <laughs> um, of just figuring out um you know what these things can do. It it quickly just turned into a uh, you know wine to wanting to perform live
0: and how would you describe your creative process?
1: There was a stone carver, um, his name was Isamu Isamu Noguchi. He's Japanese, um, and he is famous for a lot of his furniture that he's made, um, maybe mid-century modern stuff. But um, he had a, a quote. Um, when he was carving stone, he said uh, there's two ways that he can approach a piece. And uh, the first way was um, he can learn how to do something and then do it. And the second one was he can do something without any prior knowledge and then kind of retrace his steps and, and figure out what he did. I I think I read that about maybe six or seven years ago, and I think about it at least every few days, um, just because of, you know, I, I feel like I identify with that. There are times with the instruments I use um, where I have a clear concept of what I want, the melody, for example. And then uh, other times, you know, I I deliberately try to sit down with no idea present and just see what uh, kind of comes out and, and try and wrangle it and, uh, I don't know, see, uh, See what it can become
0: that just happened to me recently i've been trying to create a, a different version of a painting that i've made i think it was a let's say two years ago and and it I, it's a painting that at the time i remember i really enjoyed the creative process i enjoyed myself when when i was painting it and i enjoy the outcome so the result And so now I kind of want to continue like a series of that painting. And as I'm painting the the new one, I'm kind of struggling like and trying to remember how did I do it back then. And it's just funny, like at the time I was just having fun and I was just going for it. And now I'm like, oh, what did I do? Because it's not, it's not like the new one. The new painting is not turning out how I want it to or not turning out as similar to the original and I don't know, that, that quote is kind of reminding me of this process that I'm in now, like forcing myself to remember what I did, what my process was. I'm
1: glad you mentioned that actually, because I can relate the nature of uh, synthesizers or anything. Um, so, for example, older ones, you know, like a, a, you'd have a digital piano today or something, you can't save the sounds you make. Mm-hmm. And so these things you kind of like paint it has this um, almost like a feeling, like a, a material, right? Like paint has its uh, consistencies. If it's, uh, you know, humid outside, if it's dry, if uh, it's wet, if it's, uh, you know, uh, of course, been left to dry out uh, for however long. And it's very temperamental, uh, the, uh, the synth. And uh, yeah, uh, I might listen to a recording that I made a year ago and wonder to myself, how did I Exactly, go about making that, and uh, more often than not, I can't recreate the same sound twice. Um, but I think that that is a uh, is a special thing, because it just means that each piece is kind of uh, you know unique in some way.
0: The following is a short excerpt from one of Michael's tracks titled Sting in the Tail. Oh, yeah. You were mentioning that when you were first developing your personal sound, you listen to a lot of electronic music. But what are some genres of music that you enjoy listening to to influence you or just in general?
1: Just in general, um, ambient music is a, a genre uh, that I've been listening to and enjoying more. Uh, a standout record, as an example, would be the Pearl by uh, Brian Eno and Harold Budd, as opposed to the, you know, my first um, introduction to kind of getting into electronic music more, kind of starting to make it myself. I was more of a fan of uh, like more robotic stuff at the time, and I still am, of course, but um, but I wasn't listening to uh, really that much ambient music at that time, so... Uh, that's what I've been enjoying as of late.
0: Are there any other mediums that inspire your music making process? Because often, you know, to architecture or to design students, um, they're recommended to look at art and painting and sculpture to widen their creativity. And for myself, I'm I'm very ob- uh, observative and I gather inspiration from my experiences and environments and I can find something artistic in the mundane. So I guess that's kind of, you know, I don't just look at painting for my painting. I look at other things like even film or like even music, you know, it all overlaps. So is there any other medium for you that, that helps you get inspired? Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. I, um, I like that you mentioned um, uh, architecture students uh, being, you know, advised to look at art. Um, because, yeah, I, I totally agree with, um, uh, with uh, how you feel about it as well. You know, getting other things other than a painting, for example, to, to influence or inspire your painting. Yeah, yeah, architecture actually um, is a big one for me. Um, but I suppose I would say just like your normal, everyday, you know, house. I love going for walks and for runs. And um, part of the reason I love doing both of those things is to kind of see the neighborhood and um, just, you know, take in one's surroundings, whether it's nature or um, anything else in between. It's kind of funny because I've not really delved into my own head with this. Um, but just looking, like for example, at uh, the way that an arch is composed in someone's house, I can tell, like, oh, you know, this they kind of took creative liberty with this, and I wonder what the uh, the builder, the architect, uh, was thinking. And you can kind of see, much like a um, a music piece or a, or a song, um, you can see little moments of. Uh, vulnerability you can see moments of strength in the house and and whether that comes across in in the visual aspect of it I don't know is is kind of uh, inspiring
0: yeah and how does that play I mean I, I can understand that in a sense but how does that play into your music making
1: if anything, that simply allows me to detach mm. and allows me to kind of come back with a fresh vision.
0: I guess like for me, the arcs kind of remind me of like crescendos or something like that. Like maybe, I don't know. That's how I, I see it. I mean, obviously it works differently for you. But if I were to look at architecture to inspire my music, I, I, I don't know. It's just very interesting that you can make that connection.
1: Yeah, and I love your um, your analogy because, yeah, think of, um, I mean, you could even say a painting, uh, you know, going through art history and, and school, we were taught, you know, okay, there's a focal point for paintings where your eye is supposed to move to. And um, just like what you said about arches, um, I mean, yeah, there are certain points of uh, buildings that you're, uh, you know, made to look at or the the architect kind of draws your eye. And um, and yeah, you know, um, a crescendo is a great thing to liken it to because it is kind of, you know, coming out or, or rising and kind of oh, maybe like a vocal, you know, yeah. vocal rising um, and then uh, dipping back down again and kind of forced to look back. Um I have kind of always started with the process a little first and then have kind of, the theme develops a little bit afterwards. If anything, I just want to say the theme is um, is kind of going through life, including all of the uh, the normal routine in it. You know, everything from watering your plants, it could be, going to the grocery, going for a run or something. Um, having that be, I don't know, a genuine reflection of, of who I am. Not trying to necessarily be a sort of personality, but just kind of letting whatever is inside me come out and kind of it is what it is.
0: I, I um, like that because, as we know, art really comes from, from our experiences. And... Our experiences just really have a strong influence on us, especially as artists, I think. I mean, it happens to everyone, but I feel like the artist's personality trait is to take those experiences and express ourselves from them. To give an example, uh, you know the Venice Biennale? And it takes place in Venice, Italy. And so one artist represents each country, or sometimes a group of artists, if it's a collective. But in the Venice Biennale of 2019, in the Israel Pavilion, each building is called a pavilion. uh, Like typically, you would go in and look at the art from that country, maybe like sculptures, paintings, you know, interactive or kinetic sculptures. But in the Israel Pavilion, you walked in, you had to take a number, you know, kind of like if you go to the BMV or DMV, I don't know. Like you have to take a number and wait. That's how the art began at the Israel Pavilion. So you take a number. It was a hospital simulation. So you sit down and wait for your number to be called on the TV screen. And then your number gets called. You go to a table. You choose a bracelet that says something. Like the nurses, quote unquote nurses, direct you once your number gets called, and then you go into a box. (laughs) This sounds so weird. And then when it's your turn, you go inside the box and it's an audio voice saying, on the count of three, we are going to scream. One. And it's like, I will go with you the first time. One, two, three. (gasps) And so you have to scream. And then you do it like three times. And on on the third one, you, you scream by yourself. And then you go and you sit down in kind of like a dentist chair, but it's like a hospital chair and you just watch a video and depending on your bracelet, there's different videos. So no one watches the same video. It depends on the bracelet that you chose. Honestly, I don't know if any of that made sense, like me saying it, but it was basically like a hospital simulation visually. And I don't know, that was such an impactful experience. And that was so strange to me and and you really felt something like maybe you didn't even know what you felt after but you felt something and i think that's what art does it it makes you feel something no matter what it is happy sad you know any emotion
1: interesting yeah i suppose um yeah being human and uh, in all its glory being a living breathing feeling person is really important in in expressing myself personally um, and especially in music, uh, electronic music specifically, because, yeah, there there is a, a human element, uh, or there can be, to it.
0: Can you share current or upcoming projects?
1: Yeah, so I am uh, currently working on a uh, small EP for my own project. Um, it is uh, just going to be songs that I've had in my head for, uh, or tracks, I should say, because uh, there's no singing on this, but um, so tracks that I've had in my head for the last two to three years and that I have just been kind of revising over and over again, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. There might be some uh, visual components that go with it as well. But um, yeah, if, if I were to describe it, it would be a really minimal, stripped-down synthesizer music, not very rhythmic there's time of course but mm-hmm. um but it's more um more laid back um and uh slow moving and uh yeah just something that you can you know put on sit on the couch and put it on and just kind of you know enjoy uh mm-hmm. in your in your home i think that currently it is so important how do i put this uh, not to sound trite, but um, to express yourself as human, as genuine of a way as possible. A lot of things are changing in in society. Um, you know, technology, just the way we interact with each other. And um, I think that it's more important than ever to uh, you know kind of be be a human in the sense of uh, you know uh, kind of like what I what I said before uh, a living, breathing. Um, feeling thing where you can um, express emotions whether that be in a way that a piece is orchestrated um, or lyrics, the voice
0: That's funny that I feel like you've I don't know, I take away that you feel very strongly about that but your music is very robotic like that juxtaposition, I guess of almost also of materials like you are the creator you're kind of a material and you're made of flesh and bones and the product is more robotic in a sense
1: indeed yeah you make a good point because yeah um you know it could be a four four beat um strictly in time um as opposed to um let's say like a real drummer right where um the hit could be a millisecond or two off um or it could be more of like a shuffle of a play, you can more easily see the human aspects um, in that kind of a, you know, when it's like an instrument like that. But yeah, with synth, it's a little different, but it's a little bit of the same as well. Um, Because like we um, discussed before, um, it's almost like painting or it has a, a material quality to it, much like paint. And I feel like that is where um, you know, the uh, the composer, the, the human, like you said, behind the curtain can, can truly shine.
0: Before you go, can you tell us where we can find your music? What platforms and... Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. My music can be found on Bandcamp. Right now, the um, Gumi EP is out on Jingle House uh, Records Bandcamp. And so, um, Jingle House um it is it's not spelled like it normally would be it's j-i-n-g-l-h-a-u-s records and um once again that's for the the gumi ep but my personal band camp um it's gonna be under my name my full name my first and last name at Bandcamp, and um that's where all my solo stuff Will be,
0: uh... Thank you. I will add the uh, to the description later. Yeah,
1: of course. Thanks for having me.